0: Host Jimmy and welcome to episode four of the Ghoulish Entertainment Podcast. This time out we're talking about RTX, and um, because myself and Liam both attended RTX this weekend on Sunday. Um, it's a weekend event, but we just had tickets for the Sunday. So Rooster Teeth is something we've been following for quite a few years. They were one of the main inspirations behind starting our own website. I probably got into Rooster Teeth through Red vs. Blue like a lot of people back in the day and I started watching Roost Teeth um, and Red vs Blue around about season two or three of Red vs Blue, so quite early on. Now they've spun off thousands of pieces of content, they've merged with full screen, they've taken a lot of other smaller channels on board as part of their Let's Play network, and they're working on feature films. So they've really grown into their own, and um, my consumption primarily consists of now a lot of their achievement hunter Let's Plays, um, not so much the narrative content anymore, which is a bit of a shame, and something I need to <laughs> catch up on. But I saw Ruby up to about season two, and then I've not really done a lot since, uh, narrative-wise. I've completely dropped off of Red versus Blue, um, not because of any particular reason, just time, really. So we went last year. Um, so RTX in RTX London is an event that's only two years old. We went to the first one and came away with a bit of a mixed bag of feelings, because I really like Rooster Teeth, I like the community, but the event itself, although thoroughly enjoyable, and I got to see the Rooster Teeth podcast live, um, some couple of Let's Plays live, I didn't go to any panels, and was quite consistently shouted at by Guardians, which I know they're there to do a job, and as I explained in the podcast that I think now is not available and I've not got a save saved copy <laughs> from the review from last year. Although I yeah, appreciate that they're there to do a job. They were overly aggressive, which I found very weird because that went against a lot of what I thought Rooster Teeth was all about. And I didn't want to let a couple of Guardians get to me, so and then not attend this year. So we booked tickets because I do like Rooster Teeth. It didn't turn me off. They might have just been having a bad day or of had bad interactions in the past, and just wanted to tell me something abruptly and loudly, talking about r t x London this year, I will go through the events in kind of chronological order and just in the order that they happen. So setting off on Sunday, I had to get up about four twenty in the morning um because we live in Doncaster, which is quite away from London, um and we wanted to get there for it opening at nine, so I got myself ready, went round to my brother's, and noticed that none of his lights were on um <laughs> Which was concerning, and I was like, I'll text him. Text him, took about 10 minutes for him to reply. And he said, uh, Oh, yeah, just let me know when you're here. I was like, I I, I am here. Uh, What's going on? He'd actually slept through his alarm. Um, He was due to get up um, at half past four. And as I texted him, he thought it was half past four. I was coming around at five. He'd still had half an hour. It was actually half five, (laughs) so it was an hour late getting up because he'd slept through his alarm. And he wasn't dressed or anything so we didn't actually leave until six but we still managed to get to London f- fair traffic on a Sunday not not really anything to write home about there wasn't much traffic at all really um, compared to what I expected and we managed to get to London in about three and a half hours so we actually rocked up to the convention center at half nine so we only missed half an hour and it actually meant that we got through registration Immediately, <laughs> There was no one else in the line. Upon getting there and getting in, um, I saw that there was some decent additions from last year. Now, how Rooster Teeth differs from, an RTX London differs from the Comic-Cons I've attended, is that it is a lot more niche, and at the moment, until it probably grows with years going forward, it's quite small. So, there's probably about three, four lanes of um, booths Um, if I was to guesstimate probably about 20 booths in total 25 booths in total selling a range of things that you'd expect at conventions um, but more geared towards the sensibilities of Rooster Teeth so there's like Japanese stall um, for the sensibilities of a lot of the Rooster Teeth staff go to um, Japan on a regular basis, I know uh, Gavin Free and Meg Turney go quite a lot and as of recently uh, Blaine and Alana as well And there seems to be a decent amount of um, fans that have got booths selling things. As well as that, there's the primary Roost Teeth store, which is like their massive merch store, which I did attend this time and got some really nice stuff, which we'll get into. But RTX this year had a partnership with Xbox and Xbox was there showing off um, PUBG and Game Pass as well. There was also um, a big bus there for Shadow of the Tomb Raider which looked really cool but something I didn't get hands on with. And also for Rage 2 as well but that was a closed demonstration that you could queue up for and we were too busy buying things and watching uh main stage so the first thing i saw as i came in at 10 o'clock there was winner winner chicken dinner which was alfredo diaz greg miller andy cortez and jack patillo so it was really <laughs> it was hilarious Um, so they just did a four-man team dropped in uh onto a pubg map I'm not particularly familiar with the game i played the mobile version and i've watched a lot of the achievement hunter guys play it on the pc It's a game I would actually quite like to play if my PC could run it, or if it was on PlayStation yet, but it isn't. (laughs) Not that I'm a sourpuss, not that I'm a sourpuss. So yeah, it was really really funny, they didn't particularly last long, they were hoping to get to uh, top 10, but only managed top 50 across their 5 games or whatever it was they played in the end, and they bullied Andy from kind of funny, hard. <laughs> now, kind of funny is not actually a group within the Let's Play family or within Rooster Teeth that I'm particularly familiar with. Um, I know they came primarily, well, originally from IGN and, obviously, Greg Miller was a host there, but other than that, I've not really had much much exposure to them. Um, just a little bit within the content I already watch and um, being them being referenced on, like, off-topic and things like that. Um, But that was my first sort of definitive look into their brand of humour and how they gelled as a team, with obviously Greg Miller and Andy Cortez being there um, on the same team, and um, they were really funny. Uh, (laughs) I really liked um, Greg Miller's over-the-top kind of hosting skills, so yes, I'm about 12 years behind. But um, no, I, I really enjoyed watching them. So after that, a little bit later on, um, we'd gone around, bought some things, um, decided not to go into any panels just because the lines look quite long. And um, yeah, went to the Roost Teeth store. Um, the merchandise seemed a bit pricey from what I remember from Rat last year. It was thirty pounds a shirt, and um, jumpers were about fifty. And if you wanted a like a jacket or a hoodie, it was anywhere between 60 and 70 from what i remember so it was a bit pricey um but luckily they had an offer on which was um any two t-shirt if you buy any two t-shirts you get a third free um so i bought one my brother bought one and um he didn't really see anything else he liked so i got the free one as well so i got two t-shirts from the coop which is their limited edition merch stuff Um, But they were only 30 quid each, which was good. And um, it was a Jeff Collection t shirt, which was like in a cream with his little G sword emblem on the front and a weird little cross section of a caricature on the back, which looked really cool. And um, an Achievement Hunter, which looked like it looked like the text. It says achieve on the back with like a little diagram. And then on the front, there was like a readout, kind of like you'd see on the front of an ammo box. And it was a get, get good t shirt. Which was really cool and um, i got some get gov iron-on patches as well for my jacket which isn't rift teeth branded but it'll look cool on (laughs) it so um after that we um actually quite regularly on the main stage the three things we saw there we managed to get seating which i we didn't really get last year we got it once (laughs) um but liam's a bit more proactive in looking for that kind of thing i was just kind of happy to stand at the sides. But he was like, oh no, there's seats available, we can push through here and ask this couple to move down. So he's really quite good about that. Um, So we actually managed to get seats, and I'm glad we did, because we managed to watch the Winner Winner Chicken Dinner things. The game pass, and then later on, we'll get to that. So the game pass thing was um, Ryan Haywood, Benny Burns, Lauren Sontag, and Blaine Gibson. So first they played um, Sea of Thieves, which was they were trying to take on a skeleton crew. (laughs) <laughs> which ended as, you, as you'd expect it would. Um, and um, they played Human Fall Flat as well, which I actually enjoyed more, which I didn't think I would, because um, the videos that Human Hunter and stuff you generally put out, um, I'll watch Sea of Thieves, but I might give Human Fall Flat a miss. Didn't see the series that Gavin and uh, Michael did, which I think I might go back and actually search out now after seeing them play it on stage. So it was quite funny, and I enjoyed seeing them. Um, Liam actually got... Um, Ryan Haywood came into our row. I was probably three metres away from him. And he was like, good luck. Because they were throwing um, codes for Game Pass, which... Xbox we advertising, which is like the Netflix streaming service for video games. PlayStation have got a similar concept as well with PlayStation Now. Basically gives you access to about 100 games, I think, um, through streaming, and every Xbox first party title is coming to Xbox Game Pass, so you can get Sea of Thieves, say, not pay 60 quid, pay £8 a month, or whatever it is, and stream it. So after that was the um, off-topic podcast, but as we went up the actual queue was horrendous and um, there was just a big crowd outside and I knew it was f- off topic it's one of my favourite podcasts and I know they go for possibly two to three hours it was already about half three so I knew I probably wouldn't be able to leave till about six um, and then obviously it's a three plus hour trip back so I was like, we mm, maybe we should duck out. Liam had to go to Birmingham for training as well, straight after the convention. So he was like, yeah, maybe we should duck out. And on the way back, we passed a Guardian who was shouting out that if you didn't get into Off-Topic, they were showing it on the screen at the main stage. So I was like, do you know what? It's not quite live, but when do you get, like, a cinema experience watching Off-Topic with a bunch of other fans? So we'll go do that. Um and um, we went through, sat at the main stage and the next thing I know, um, Kind of Funny comes out now we weren't expecting that and we'd completely missed that they were going to tune in to off topic, probably like 10 minutes late, so what they actually were doing before before that, an hour before that is um, the Nintendo Power Hour with Kind of Funny, and I was so glad I caught it, it made getting up at the ridiculous o'clock, travelling to RTX and not leaving early so worth it. Despite the fact that I didn't get in until about half ten later that night. um, It was amazing. Like I said before, I'm not particularly familiar with Kind of Funny. But now I've got so much content to catch up on. And um, they've definitely got a fan in me. Um, the hosting and the chemistry was awesome. <laughs> For want of a better word. They played a game called Super Sport, uh, Sport Matchum on switch which is kind of like an eight-bit sport game and it's competitive kind of like Wii sports if you shoved it onto an snes so um it was greg miller tim gettys andy cortez and alfredo diaz um from achievement hunter but he from what i understand of their history he's quite close friends with the kind of funny guys and actually grew up with tim gettys so um you could really tell <laughs> so um they played each other and they ended up winning in the end um but the almost sibling rivalry was really endearing throughout. Healthy competition between Kind of Funny and Achievement Hunter, and even though I'm a big Achievement Hunter fan, Greg Miller shouting across the convention at Achievement Hunter and at Bernie Burns that the PlayStation and Nintendo were the superior consoles above PC and Xbox, <laughs> and that if anyone doubted him, um, Achievement Hunter were secret paedophiles, was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> it was very drunk (laughs) but it was it was funny it got to a point later on where greg challenged andy to a race and blaine just turned up and they raced across the stage and i just really enjoyed um getting to know a group of people that i wouldn't have generally investigated i know i've seen or come across um some of their content online before and it looks really polished really well done i'm like oh they're just having a discussion i'd quite they quite do a lot they do a lot of talky things which sounds silly to say um like i've not got the patience to sit through a talky thing but i was like the limited free time i've kind of got i'm like oh, i want to watch a let's play or i want to watch um a highlight clip or something sitting down for a hour to two hour video just talking about how spider-man ps4 came to be developed i'm like hmm <sighs> Uh, I'll I'll watch them play. I'll watch Achievement Hunter play Rainbow Six Siege for the 80th time instead. That's only 40 minutes, which I'm now kicking myself at because the chemistry in person and just how genuine and friendly the kind of funny guys seem to be. I mean, I sent out a tweet after I'd seen the Nintendo Power Hour just saying the best part of my weekend was seeing kind of funny accidentally and that... Our be catching up on their content going forward and i got retweeted by greg miller which i didn't realize at first because i was like why are so many people picking up this tweet i mean i did at their avatars but i just didn't expect it to be picked up i was like why are so many people noticing this i was like oh shit greg miller retweeted it andy cortez replied saying just thanking me for giving them a chance which of course (laughs) i mean thank you for being so entertaining um tim getty said the same and the actual kind of funny um account added me as well so it's just how engaging and appreciative they seem to be of their fans which really spoke volumes to me i mean during the event greg miller asked people to raise their hands if they didn't currently own kind of funny merch and i was like no i don't just like everyone else expecting something for free quite naively and he was like then go over to the store, it's right over there, or answer to my fist. (laughs) Which kind of had me in stitches, because obviously he had his hand behind his back, and when he pulled it out, it was his clenched fist. Um, And then a little bit later on, he asked the question again. He was like, can can I just get um, another tally of people that haven't got kind of funny merch? And obviously, I didn't put my hand up, because I was like, he's gonna get us again. No, he didn't. (laughs) Um, He picked five people from the crowd, and actually went to the Rooster Teeth store with them, um, to buy them kind of funny merch, which I thought was amazing. One kindness, two from a marketing point of view, it was like that's brilliant. That's a really that's a really good idea, um, and they actually one of the people he picked out of the audience, rung their friend, and he was on the phone to their friend, going, uh, oh yeah, I'm Greg Miller, yeah yeah, I'm currently on the stage, and then he was still talking to them as he was shouting at Bernie and um, arguing with Andy. So yeah, it. It, they're a really good group and if you don't know them i implore you to check them out because it won't it won't be a waste of your time <laughs> so yeah um from considering leaving early and feeling that before we saw kind of funny although i got to see win chicken dinner and and the game pass event firsthand i'd not really got to see p- the people that i was really focused on see- seeing so like achievement hunters like Um, Jeremy Dooley um, Gavin Free Michael Jones um, just the people that I really enjoy watching for Achievement Hunter Um, I was a bit disappointed because there was people um, on the main stage when there was nothing on there on there they had um, people's quoted tweets from RTX. So if you did hashtag RTX, it went onto this board, which was a blessing and a curse, because you saw the goods and the bad of people complaining. But on there, there was people saying, uh, been queuing for two hours for off-topic, um, just been told I can't get in, this blows. And I was like, oh, bloody hell. I was like, they're, they're not getting in. after queuing for two hours, so there's no point in us going. Um, so I was just a bit bummed out that I'd spent the money and the time to go down there, because the tickets weren't particularly cheap. And obviously... It's pretty much a full tank of fuel there and back, maybe a little bit more. So yeah, it was quite costly and I'd obviously gone down there and felt like, although I'd really enjoyed myself, financially it had been costly and I'd not really seen like my dream list of people to see. Um, but I've very, I really did enjoy seeing the people that I've obviously listed. But seeing Kind of Funny and how special that event was as a one-off event, Um, that probably won't be repeated made it all worth it and I'll definitely be going again next year but this time actually as a kind of funny fan so thank you for being so entertaining uh, Greg, Andy and Tim and hopefully I'll see more of you again next year so um, that probably rounds it up for this episode, I've gone slightly longer than I usually do, which is good, because I've waffled. And uh, hopefully I've not waffled, and it's been uninteresting. <laughs> um, hopefully if you've not been to RTX, and you were wondering whether it was worth it, then you've definitely seen something in this that has spoken to, and you're like, yep, I'm going next year. Hopefully next year I'll be able to go to go to some more panels, and obviously vlog it as well, because I kind of got wrapped up in seeing things. I was going to vlog it for the channel, but didn't. But I'm going to Comic-Con with, in the next fortnite so i'll definitely be logging that um so yeah um if you've not gone to rtx before let me know if this is dissuade you otherwise um if you went this year how did you find it and what was your favorite things and if you're a regular viewer of Bruce teeth what is the content you watch the most and who if you went to an rtx would you most want to see i've been jimmy once again you can visit us at ghoulishentertainment.com and i shall see you around